Welcome to the heart of the Big Bend. It's time to kick back, put your feet up, grab your favorite beverage or snack as we discuss, declare, proclaim, publicize, and articulate about the wonders, magic, beauty, music, and happenings here in the area known as the Big Bend of Texas. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us again for Heart of the Big Bend. This is a podcast and radio show coming to you every other week about visiting the beautiful Big Bend of Texas. Specifically, we will cover what's happening in Alpine, an incredibly friendly small town nestled in a desert mountain valley at the heart of the Big Bend region. With easy day trips from Alpine, you can take in everything this amazing region has to offer. I'm Chris Ruggia, Director of Tourism for the city of Alpine. And today I'm joined by Charlie Ewing, interpretive ranger for Davis Mountain State Park. Hi. Good, a- good afternoon, Chris. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you that you joined us and looking back at, at our uh, all our topics that we've covered over the last couple of years. And I just was astounded that we had not yet talked about Davis Mountain State Park. I know. We've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, want to let you know that it, my wife and I, our relationship to this area is really tied to to that state park. Our we we got married in ninety two, and uh, and then a, our second anniversary, we came out to Big Bend from Austin for the first time ever to the park, and uh, it was so hot down at Rio Grande Village that we we fled, and that was the first <laughs> time we hit Davis Mountain State Park. But we kept coming back. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was the uh, the night sky, you know, the mm-hmm. reputation that the region of the Davis Mountains specifically had from McDonald sure. Observatory about the night sky. My my wife had heard about that. And uh, so all those things drew us out, and we've kept coming back. And I am going to let you talk in a second. But, <laughs> but, uh, but one of the things that was really struck uh, us that first time we came, we were coming from Big Bend National Park, which are these massive landscapes. It's a yes. kind of this majestic. We were, uh, you know, the the badlands around Terlingua, the Chisos Mountains, uh, and Davis Mountain State Park. It's it's cozier, you know. It's yes. a it's a much smaller footprint, but also it's a it's a really like its scale kind of matches us matches us as people, you know. It, it, yeah, it's a little bit more tame. Yeah. Or approachable. Yeah, not too tame, but, but no, 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 no. But that's a that's a common story, you know. That um, the the thing that draws people out here, like like myself and my partner, the park is what got us. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we live in Fort Davis because we never thought of any other place because that's <laughs> next to the park. Right. Um, but uh, I know what you mean. So yeah, the Davis Mountains um, is a sky island. Mm-hmm. So elevated area of grasslands and mountains surrounded by desert. And the and Davis Mountain State Park is on the, the east edge of that. You know, so right as you're entering the Davis Mountains, you you get to experience the park. Yeah, and the the journey from Alpine to Davis Mountain State Park really is a journey through the Davis Mountains because as I understand it, the Twin Sisters, which are the mountain, the real recognizable mountains overlooking uh, Alpine, that that's kind of one edge, uh, so to speak. I'm probably being a little inaccurate here of the Davis Mountains. So the whole drive uh, really is these passes through beautiful landscapes of the Davis yes. Mountains. And so partway through, then you go past the city of Fort Davis. You got a, a fork that you can take. Right. And you're going to not go to Balmeray. You're going to 
You're going to head to the left. left Yeah, Yeah. about three miles beyond the four to Fort Davis, you'll find Davis Mountain State Park. Yeah, so give or take half hour drive from Alpine. Yeah, And so what can people expect when they make that drive? Sure. Uh, So Davis Mountain State Park is known for um, its camping and hiking and night skies and, and bird watching and it's a CCC park, mm-hmm. as are about a third of Texas state parks. And that stands out since this is the 100-year anniversary of the whole Texas state parks system. Right. And you guys have some of those original structures that yes. were built by the—that's the Civilian Conservation Corps. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the CCC uh, Civilian Conservation Corps. It was a 1930s program um, initiated during the presidency, presidency of Franklin Delano Roosevelt— to get young men back to work during the Great Depression. And so between 1933 and 1935, there was a company of men camped out at the park, and they built the original structure of the Indian Lodge Uh and also carved out Skyline Drive. Okay, and up at the top, there's there's that overlook uh, shelter is that also a ccc structure it sure is it's called the the ccc overlook well that that's probably why i thought that yeah and it's still there (laughs) and uh and there's other picnic tables up there and uh and outdoor you know um i guess barbecue pits that are still there you know people marvel at the the concrete they used back then because it's it's the real thing yeah and it's still standing and uh that's you don't see that nowadays. Very true. So you mentioned Indian Lodge. That's another kind of odd uh, quality of this particular park because you've got two parks in one. That is true. So the Indian Lodge is is its own park, even though it's within Davis Mountain State Park. And that's because it's a hotel yeah. and they have a restaurant. And the, they're the only two examples of that in the Texas State Park system um, run by Texas Parks and Wildlife. And so they kind of require their own management because they're so unique. Yeah. And uh, so there have been a lot, there's been a lot of work on the lodges. It, it, it's the historic structure, and then there are some additions that are that are newer. True. Um, so what's the status now? Can I yeah. can I go make a reservation? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, people come out and say, oh, my God, the, the lodge is closed again? Because it seems like every couple of years it, it gets closed for something or other. Yeah. But uh, but that proposition that got passed a few years ago that promised some um, tax money from sporting goods sales mm. uh-huh. funnels to Texas Parks and Wildlife. And so we are using that money, and we are making crucial uh, upgrades to the lodge. So they're, they're redoing all of the water system, all those water lines that are decades old under the pavement. Oh, wow. All had to be dug up and redone. Um, all of the rooms are going to have pergolas out in front, so a nice covering, right. covered porch. New doors, new windows, they were all original. Uh, landscaping, more um, ADA, wheelchair okay, accessible. Right. And so the, the word on the street is that um, there should be um, at least a partial opening by mid to late spring. Okay, wow. No, no promises, right. but that's... Things are moving well, and that's what we're hoping for. Okay. Well, and even if uh, even if you can't stay there, you can see the building because it's a really it's really striking that that mm-hmm. white adobe yep. structure, almost like a ship. You know. So oh yeah, just kind of floating the on the, the side of the mountain. Yeah. Um, yes. So right now it's barricaded off. But if you go up to the scenic overlook on Skyline Drive, if you have some binoculars. 
um, that's a great vantage point to look down on it. Now, is the trail behind the lodge accessible? So the Indian Lodge Trail, um, you can access it from the Montezuma Quail Trail and head over about halfway, uh, but you can't come down all the way because then you're back behind the the construction zone. Right. Yeah. yeah, there are, well, and the, which leads us to the hiking at the area. Sure. There's, there is a, a re, an excellent small network of trails is what, it, what, what I would describe it. Right. Um, and uh, you can kind of pick which side of the park road yeah. you're going to hike on. You can, uh, eat you can go kind of civilized yeah. or primitive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have about 25 miles of uh, total of trail. And so on the, on the uh, camping side of the highway, the kind of the main side of the park, you've got um, a handful of trails um, ranging from, you know, we call them easy, but they're really not easy right. because they're all rocky. And, yeah. That's the ground out you know. here. You, you're walking on it. You yeah. Wear good shoes. Wear good shoes. Expect there to be step over some rocks. Yeah. Trekking poles. Um, everything's, everything out here can poke you or yeah. sting you. <laughs> Or bite you, um, but we have yeah uh, a nice range of trails. And then if you want to hike on the primitive side, um, there are several trails there. You just have to check in at the front office right. and, and get now, the permission. That's actually across the highway. That is right? true. Um, yep. Yeah. And there's a neat that that side of the highway, that side of the park is almost equal in side to the other side. Yeah. So about two thousand total acres of of park there. Yeah, and we've only actually been up there a couple of times. So it's that, cool. Yeah. You know, as it gets cooler in the fall, things are greener. Um, like now is, is like a best time to go. And you can hike up to the top of the um, of the primitive side, and there are about 9 to 10 campsites. So you can do some camping out up there. Yeah. Um, so within the main developed portion of the park, uh, there's the like the Indian Lodge Trail we talked about, which has quite a bit of elevation gains. That's a pretty yes. steep steep walk. Yes. Uh, but you get great views once you're up, up oh, at yeah. the top of it. Sure. And then on the other side, uh, it's I think of it being around the skyline. You can walk up the Skyline Road if right. you and that might be you know if you have any mobility concerns. Uh, you know, you don't want to trip on, on the rocks and such. Yeah. Uh, you could make that walk, which we sometimes will do that. Or you can, uh, you can hike up kind of from the, uh, the amphitheater area. Right. And uh, kind of up the backside to yeah. up the skyline. Yeah, that's Skyline Drive Trail. Now, yeah. there was at one point uh, the CCC Trail yeah. from the, kind of from the visitor center area. Is, but that one was closed at one point for for work. What's yeah, the it was closed. Um, a bit the big rain of 2021 um, closed down part of the trail, and um, well, it closed down the whole trail because of erosion. But we reopened that in May. Oh, great! Yeah, so all of the trails are currently open, and that one connects really, uh, really cleanly to one of my favorite things uh, that I talked with uh, with Dave Larson from. Uh, Fort Davis National Historic Site mm-hmm. two weeks ago, which is the trail that connects those oh, yeah. two parks. So the yeah. CCC trail and also the Skyline Drive trail will also connect with that right. That additional walk if you want to come up behind and look down on the fort. Yes, you can. And if you kind of want to, uh, to streamline that, you can drive up Skyline Drive, park at the end of the road at that CCC overlook, that stone structure, and you can start there 
and hike over to the actual fort, the National Historic Site, because uh, we're we're neighbors. Yeah. And that makes for a really fun time. And that's a little less an investment of time to get. A little bit, yeah, yeah a little quicker. Um, so that's pretty fun too. Absolutely, yeah. One of a one of the favorite things my wife and I. Uh, do is we have lunch at the park so we'll we'll drive into fort davis from alpine stop at stone village grocers and get gotta a, do that yeah get a sandwich <laughs> and then we go and we'll picnic in the picnic area and then we walk up part of that skyline trail mm-hmm. and uh as much as we want sometimes and that's a doesn't take that long it's a great like break getting out of doors great day uh hike afternoon and again the the temperatures are cooling off I think next week the highs are going to be in the 70s. We've had a little rain. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of, we had two inches of rain this past weekend. And so things are going to be greening up. And so, yeah, October is, uh, late, late September, October is a great time to be at the park. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the campgrounds, too, are really shaded. They're, uh, the, the, they're tree, you know, forested almost. Yeah, you're in the the all those little oak trees. Yeah, so they're they're really uh, uh cozy is really the word. You know, there's a right. lot of uh, a little bit of privacy with the trees, and you got shade during the day when the sun's out. Yes, that's all wonderful. Yeah. Also adjacent to the campgrounds, you mentioned birding. Yeah, as a great thing to do. Well, it's great for our whole area, mm-hmm. and the Sky Islands often have a lot of diversity of mm-hmm. bird species. But you guys also have uh, have that bird blind. Tell us we a do. About that. We have two wonderful bird viewing areas. One is at the Interpretive Center where where I work, and the other is the Emory Oak Bird Blind. Mm-hmm. And that was built before I got to the park, maybe ten years ago, by volunteers and staff. And that is a huge draw. Yeah. People come from all over. You know, they're wanting to see their um, their their what the, their lifetime birds. Yeah, yeah. You know, these these birders who are really on a mission. You know, they're coming to see Montezuma quail. Who um, their 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 range in Texas is is very very small, and Davis Mountains is one of them. And uh, the, this summer we had a lot of sightings. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the great things about uh, I think it must be the Emory Oak one. It's not attached to the Interpretive Center. It's along the main park road. Correct. That we see most frequently. Um, the experienced birders who are coming out to see a specific bird that's only in the Davis Mountains, they get that great experience. But there's also the, the sign right out front. So where the somebody who's never even tried, one, you've got this blind. You know, they've got the a wall to stand behind so mm-hmm. you're not disturbing the birds and, and you can – watch them at your leisure but you've also got a sign right next to you to say here's here's half a dozen mm-hmm. frequently seen birds so you can kind of match you can know what you're looking at even yeah. if you've never done it before yeah that's totally helpful um you know i'm just a, a budding birder um but uh you know if you just commit some time and effort you know you can get 10 birds on your on your memory banks that oh yeah i'm seeing those all the time yeah and one thing that's if, exciting uh, if folks haven't tried it the one when you have Wi-Fi before you get right into the middle of the park, you might download the Merlin app from the Cornell birding uh, people because that, that is crucial. Oh, and the sound part would be is just amazing. You yeah. can record sound on your phone. It tells you here's all the different birds you can hear at this moment. So yeah, yeah. that might be fun to play with at the Dave's <laughs> Mountain State Park. Birding apps are, are are great yeah. for sure. <laughs> so uh, 
so you're uh, you're dealing with interpretation. Correct. So uh, so what kind of uh, programs are you working on? Yeah. So my role is um, I'm the interpretive ranger and the volunteer coordinator. And so interpretive ranger, a lot of people wonder if that means I speak a lot of different languages. <laughs> I don't. Um, that just merely means I get to tell the story of the park and help people experience the park. So I get to come up with... Um, with our, our, our programs, our, our walks, our talks. Um, I do outreach. Um, I work with volunteers. So some fun things I've been working on lately, um, you know, I'm always trying to think of new programming. Um, I've done, I do a history talk. Um, we do a critter talk. Uh, my, my colleague has, has developed um, a program on, on the geology of the park. We call yeah. that the rock stars of Davis Mountains. Right. And that's really fun. Um, but I've also reached out to our community, and so I'm going once a month to our local library to, to help with their story time, oh, which excellent. is catering to the homeschool kids. And so I do that once a month, and then on, on another day of the month, um, I've started up a homeschool program at the park. Oh, wow. And so um, I just had my first one last week, and we had 33 kids and 20 adults most people I've ever seen yeah, in the interpretive that center. That's a good turnout. Yeah, uh, there's a real need for for things for homeschool kids yeah. to do. You know, field trips. So you know, people came from Fort Davis, Alpine, Marfa. I even had two families from Kent, Texas, that and is a Van Horn. Town. Kent is a little yeah. So um, so that's exciting. So I have a whole year's worth of things going for that, and it'll be the second Tuesday of the month. Excellent. At so Davis Mountain are, State Park. Are out with their kids? Could could they stop in and take advantage of that? Um, or is it like, really more of a school? It's really, um, sort of it's really kind of um, reserved for the homeschool gotcha. kids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, um, you know, we've had different. Um, typically, our park hosts have helped us with birding walks at okay. the park. Yeah. Um, but one of my other colleagues is working on, you know, building her birding skills so we can get that going again. Um, yeah, there's always different things happening at the park. Yeah, so if folks want to know, like, what programs are coming up for their trip or once they're here, I know you post a schedule at the park. Is there right. any other ways people can find out about what's coming up? So the best way would probably be to go to um, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department page. Mm -hmm, well, website. really, I guess go to the Davis Mountains State Park webpage, and there's a tab for events, and in there you can see the, the calendar of events. Great. Um, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, good deal. So yeah, if folks want a little interpretation yeah. from Charlie. Yeah. Oh, and I've also started doing uh, my version of the McDonald Observatory Star Party. Yeah. But, you know, copyright issues, <laughs> um, I call it the Dark Sky Tour. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, I've, I've done that. I'm, I'm, I've been doing that. And um, How frequently do you do those? You know, typically twice a month on, like, Wednesdays when the, the moon is pretty minimal. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so... One thing we often tell people about the star parties at McDonald Observatory, which are great experiences, boy, you need to reserve ahead of time. Oh, yeah. And so if, if your trip's kind of last minute or whatever and you don't have that reservation, yeah. look at the Davis Look, look us Park. up. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're kind of uh, filling in that little void there. That's great. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of dark sky to go around. There is. You know, and yeah. there's a lot, of, a lot, to a share. lot of nights that we can look up, and we need some help to know what we're seeing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super exciting. 
yeah, I've got about 15 constellations under my belt now that I can point at. Right. Uh, so I'm learning. Excellent. Well, thanks for doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. So anything else going on at the park these days? Anything new that, that well, folks should know about? Well, we do have a new superintendent coming in oh. October. All right. Um, I, I, won't, I won't give away his name, but uh, he'll start in October, and so that'll be exciting. Um, you know, of course, we're, we're waiting for the Indian Lodge and the Black Bear to reopen in the springtime. Absolutely. And the Black Bear being the restaurant in the lodge. Correct. Yeah. The Black Bear restaurant. Uh, if you uh, haven't eaten there, um, they have great, great uh, food. Hopefully we'll get back to having breakfast, lunch and dinner uh, seven days a week. But um, oh, and if you're out there looking for um, a, a career, uh, definitely yes. check out the job um, postings on Texas Parks and Wildlife okay. Department website. Yeah, well, we'll have a lot of openings. That's good to know. Yeah. So a lot of people want to live in the Big Bend. Yeah, great benefits, um, good schedule. You know, um, a great mission. Great place to to work. Absolutely, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the Black Bear Restaurant and and what a luxury it is. Even if you're not staying in the lodge, you're camping. To get up and get out of your tent and then go have breakfast that somebody else made. <laughs> I know. Just walk it's pretty up great. There. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we're under a burn ban about 10 out of 12 months a year. Yeah. Yeah, just because things are so dry. Um, so you can typically use charcoal or propane. Um, yeah, just bring a little stove. A little stove. Be careful. Yeah, something to <laughs> heat up some oatmeal in, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, anything else you can th- that folks should know at the moment? Yeah, let me see. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, well, I think we mentioned it earlier, but 2023 is the 100-year anniversary of Texas State Parks. Absolutely. And so we already had our big event in May. Um, I know that Big Bend Ranch State Park is having some things. Yeah, they're having one every month, uh, October, November, December. And, and if cool. folks are wondering what those are, Go to our podcast feed, Heart of the Big Bend, and just the episode previous to this one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and we're we're in the early stages at Davis Mountains of planning um, our next community event, which we're thinking will be Saturday, November 11th. Cool. Uh, but that's still kind of in the works. To just uh, check the, the website calendar if you're interested in that. All right. So... Well, Charlie, thanks so much. For You're so welcome. To talk to us about Davis Mountain State Park, and when you decide what that event is, anything, maybe when the Indian Lodge is about to open, you know, feel free to come back. Oh, that would be fun. Talk to us again. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. In fact, maybe let's talk about the history of the lodge when that happens. Oh, that'd in be more great. Detail. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're listening, um, come out to the park. You know, Texas State Parks are open for all. We want all people to be to feel welcome. You know, you don't have to be an expert, and you don't have to have all the right gear. You just got to have a curiosity, and and we'll we'll take care of the rest. So yeah, and Davis Mountain State Park, as we said, it's so approachable. You know, you don't have to be the outdoors person, the expert. You can really have a great time just showing up. Totally, totally. Yeah. Bring some shoes. Good, bring good shoes. But walking shoes. Always, yeah. Don't leave. Don't head <laughs> to the hat. Big Bend area without good. Yeah, good shoes, a hat, some sunscreen. Um, 
Well, anyway, thanks so much cool. again, Charlie. And thank all of you for joining us for Heart of the Big Bend. You can get more information about the show at visitalpinetx.com slash podcast or search for Heart of the Big Bend on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, most other podcast apps. And for all of you listening at the local broadcast on KVLF, KALP Radio in Alpine, thank you all. And we'll be back in two Fridays. You've been listening to The Heart of the Big Bend. Hope you liked what you heard and that you'll find the time to experience all that the Big Bend has to offer. See you soon, partner.